0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply.
2: No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, presented by Raising the Stakes, Fundraising, and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle, and WSSP High School Insider, Big Time Mike McGiver.
3: Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. As always, presented by Raising the Stakes, fundraising, leadership, development. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Coach Tom Swiddle. Coach, how you been? I've been great, Mike. How about you? Good. What a great show. Yeah. Really good show. Let me run down it real quick. Dan Brunner is going to join us here in a couple of minutes. He is uh, the WFC Executive Director. We're talking about a uh, grant proposal that you guys have, and, and I, it's really it's really cool. It's really interesting. We'll talk to Dan about that at ten thirty. Mark Houston, he's a team facilitator, facilitator, business and growth development for um, is it Bellin Health Sports Medicine? Yes. And they, they're a big part of the All Star Game for you guys. And they are. I want to talk to Mark? I did a lot of research on 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 Bellin and some of the things they offer, and it's a really impressive organization. At eleven o'clock, Dan McCarty, he's the head football coach at Saint Norbert, and eleven thirty to noon, uh, Andy Naren. Head football coach at Blair Taylor High School is going to join us, and that whole conference has done some pretty good stuff as far as uh, player safety, correct?
0: Yes, they have.
3: And we'll talk to him about uh, a lot of that. Hey, we're getting uh, we're reaching Dan Brunner right now, but can we talk a little bit about the WFCA grant proposal and uh, kind of the purpose on what you what this is all about?
0: Well, um, and and when Dan gets on, we'll. Um, you, you know what? He's on in fact oh, right now. Hey, Dan, how you doing?
3: Good, Mike. Good. Hey, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. We're, we wanted to, to to use this first segment uh, to talk a little bit about the uh, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association grant proposal that I think is is just outstanding. And 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 maybe Dan, I'll let you kind of explain what the purpose of that is.
4: Sure. Um, you know, our, we've uh, kicked this around for for a little bit of a um, period of time. Uh, we had a, a um, Sum of money that had been raised over the years and really had been earmarked for a Hall of Fame building. Uh, My predecessor, Dick Rundle, started running raffles a number of years ago (laughs) and um, putting that money aside just in a money market fund. And because of the generosity of the Packers and, and actually the Badgers, we were able to establish a Hall of Fame display at Lambeau and at Camp Randall. So there was no need for the uh, the funds to go to a facility. So we have been thinking about this for a number of years, what to, to do and how to best serve our membership. And uh, um, we came up with the idea of establishing a grant program where we can assist uh, schools throughout the state uh, by providing them with, Ah, uh, grant for things that would normally not be covered in their budget. So that that's where we're at right now.
3: Yeah, and and looking at and certainly one of the reasons this this show started was for player safety. And and when when uh, Tom Swiddle said to me a number of years ago, "Hey, I think football is safer now than it's ever been, but nobody knows it." I I think it's important. And when you look at what this money can go for and what it is yeah. not intended to go for it's it's the elements such as player safety injury prevention and and concussion p- protocol are examples of item and items that the wfca would entertain and apply weight to rather than you know uh, coaches salaries or uniforms or things like that yeah. that's not what this is for
4: no absolutely hit the nail on the head there mike uh, and, and tom you know, I can't thank Tom Swittle enough. Uh, he's kind of taken the bull by the horns and uh, spearheads the grant program with, with a small committee. And they do just what you said, Mike. They look at all the the um, uh, applications and what the coaches and their – and, and by the way, the not just the coaches have to apply for the grant. They also have to have the signature of their principal and their athletic director. So that everything is above board. Uh, we know exactly what it's uh, intended for. They provide the receipts and then they're reimbursed. And some of the things that have come across are, are just really outstanding uh, additions to a program. For example, the, the portable AEDs. Um, they have, you know, some of these practice fields are quite a distance from their building. And to have that available on site, I mean, that can be a life-saving thing. Right. Uh, they've got... Um, Some of the, even something as as exotic as a robotic tackling dummy. So, you know, you're, you're limiting the player on player contact and and you're using some of the things that kind of uh, originated at Dartmouth a number of years ago, where they just basically are eliminating full contact throughout their practice between players. So there, there are a lot of really innovative applications that have come through. And uh, we're just going to it's going to be a fantastic thing. And and we've invested that money in conservative uh, programs or in conservative investments so that we we can eliminate uh, the risk of losing some of the of the uh, money. And therefore, we hope this will be a perpetual program. You know, we'll add to it every year with funds that we have available. And we're hoping this can go on and on.
3: Hey Tom, um, you know Dan. We're talking to Dan the WFCA uh, Executive Director. What what spearheaded this idea, and 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 who can apply
0: for it? Well, any school can apply for it, as long as the head coach is a member of the WFCA. So any school can apply for it, um, and you know, and you know, sort of the proof is in the numbers. We had sixty three. Um, schools that applied for the grant, which is about 16% of the schools that are uh, playing football in the state of Wisconsin. So I think that's a healthy number for the first year. Um, once we looked at the the applications, Mike, um, you know we had 42 schools who you know we deemed eligible for the grant. So some of the requests just weren't in the spirit of the grant, okay? And you know we're talking about uh, you know over ninety-six thousand uh, dollars worth of requests for the eligible schools, over one hundred fifty thousand um, for all the schools that have applied. Wow, and and who is
3: is it? Is it the board members? Is it have you? Do you have a sub board, or, or who makes the decisions on this?
0: Well, we have a committee. Okay. Uh, myself, uh, Don Kenzior, who you've spoken to, yep. eight-man football guy, um, Matt Binsfield from Kokana and Steve Liga is also a part of the um, committee. So the four of us have been in constant contact as we've gone through this process, along with Dan and John Hoke, and, uh, you know, we're all staying on top of this. Well, I'll tell you, you guys you – know, uh, they- hey, hey, Dan, these guys stay busy, don't they?
4: Oh, absolutely. And And just to piggyback on what Tom said, you know, the neat thing about that committee – They're spread all over the state, and they represent all the different levels. You know, Don or eight-man football. Uh, Kakauna, a bigger program. Uh, Steve Liga, uh, a smaller program. And and then Tom, obviously, has had experience with uh, inner-city program as well as uh, his his success at Brookfield East. So it's kind of a neat uh, committee that Tom put together. And, um, and, and everybody has different opinions, which is great, you know, because, you know, we don't see, all see things through the same set of glasses. And that way, you know, uh, it, it's just been a fantastic experience going through this first, uh, you know, the initial grant application.
3: Tom, can you give me an idea, and you don't need to give me schools or any of that, but an idea of some of the things that, that some of the teams are looking for?
0: Well, Dan's already mentioned AEDs. We right. have uh, uh, several schools who have requested that. Um, we had a school that requested an ice machine. You know, help pay for that. They don't have enough ice at their school to, wow. you know, to to have what they need, not just for football, but for all sports sure. combined. Um, tackling dummies, um, Pro Three Solutions, which is uh, a sanitation. Um, of equipment deal for um, schools where they'll come in several times a year and sanitize your equipment, your helmets, your shoulder pads, et cetera, so you stay away from things like MRSA. I mean, it's just such a wide-ranging request, some as, as small as, as $400 and, and some all the way up to the you know $3,000 limit. Tom, you had to be – I would assume that some of these just really shocked you. Oh, yes. I mean, I hadn't even – you know, to purchase an AED. I mean, you take that for granted that right. every program has that. But as Dan said, you know, if, if we're practicing a half a mile or a mile away from the school, and something happens on the field, and your AEDs at school, what good is it? What you know? good is it? So it's you know those kinds of things. And and we are, we are so happy that that schools have uh, have applied and, and kind of shown us the things that you know a typical budget cannot afford.
3: Boy, this is, uh, guys, this is good work, you know it. It really is, and the fact that, you know, when you look at the application process and who's eligible and the amount that you guys are are giving and, and hope can continue to to do that, uh, it's really well thought out, and I think it's a look the the reaction that you have gotten from WFCA members and coaches and programs has got to be just incredible.
0: It is. We're we're very yeah. proud of the the grant program itself. Uh, for the first year sort of rolling it out we we couldn't be happier with what we've got and now the difficult decision is you know what are we going to do with with the again the 42 schools that right. we deemed eligible you know how are we going to to use the grant for those schools That's
3: going to be t- it's, that's going to be a tough decision very tough it's going to be really tough and and if they don't
0: they're they're welcome to reapply correct yes if if you are awarded a grant you can't reapply for a grant for three years. If you apply for a grant and don't get it, you can apply again the next year. Hey, Dan, can yeah. we hold you
3: over for one more segment? Sure, absolutely. Good. He is Dan Brunner, WFCA Executive Director, and we're talking about this grant proposal that I think is a really good idea. You can go to the website, WFCA. Uh, dot com. It's it's you've now missed your deadline, correct? If, right. If you May first was was the deadline to apply, and and it'll start up again the next year.
0: At, well, you know we we'll kind of roll it out at the clinic every year, right? And then from the end of the clinic to May first is the application. Hey, hey, you know what? And Again, you don't need to give me names or anything,
3: but some of the schools that 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 applied but are not eligible. Can you give
0: me an idea for as to why that is? Well. We had a lot of requests for things that we feel are a basic part of a budget. So helmets and shoulder pads, right. you know, those kinds of items aren't what this particular grant is designed for, or uniforms, or coaches' salaries, or yeah. you know, transportation. I mean, those are things that we feel schools, if you're going to have a football program, you need to support that. Yes, but there are things that that go beyond that that enhance a program that we want to use the grant for.
3: You know what will happen is is people will understand year two, year three, year four, what, okay, now we get it. Okay, that does not include that. And, look, year one, you're going to get some guys, even though it's it's right here in writing – you're still gonna you're still gonna apply and see if you can't see if they can't get you guys to right. give them something for player for you know for for coaches' salaries. Sure. Well, that's not what it's about. Hey, let's get to a break. Dan Brunner is uh, with us. He is the executive director for the WFCA. We're gonna hold him over for one more segment. This is the pick and save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes fundraising and leadership development on Sports Radio one oh five seven FM the fan. Well, welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes, Fundraising, and Leadership Development. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Tom Swiddle. Hey, Tom, um, what else is going on at WFCA? And, and we've been talking about this grant proposal, which is a, a great idea, and we'll continue. But you guys, it's year-round for you guys. You, it never stops, does it?
0: No, I mean, at any point in the year, there's there's some event we're, we're gearing up for Probably the you know the next big thing will be the All Star Games, which is you know in July, which are in July and not that far away. Hey, I got to tell you and Dan, you guys are gonna kick out of this. So we
3: do these uh, broad stops. Yeah, in fact, the one today is in Menominee Falls on Appleton Avenue, cross street from Menominee Falls High School, raising money for Calvary Baptist High School, where my my son went to school and their sports programs. And Jeff Chestnut is gonna be out there with some of his kids from Calvary Baptist and. If you're in the Menominee Falls area, stop by. Get to, uh, Johnsonville Bride. I think it's 2 bucks. 100% of the proceeds go to Calvary Baptist High School. I have one coming up in Muskego next Saturday. And so I reached out to a guy that's really involved with the Gridiron Club, Muskego, and I said, hey, you know, do you guys have any interest? He said, you know what? We do? I think what we want to do is we have two kids playing in the All-Star Game. Let's raise as much money as we can and donate that money right to Children's Hospital in, in – through this.
0: Oh, is that fantastic? Yeah. Well, so, so next awesome. next
3: Saturday from eleven to one on Janesville Road in Muskego at that pick and Save store, they're gonna have kids through the youth program and then they're gonna try to get the two kids that are participating in the All Star game to come out. They're gonna they're gonna go nuts on social media letting people know that this is gonna go into their funds that will go directly to children's hospital. What a great I mean Yeah. So that reach yeah. of that game, boys is, right, You know, that, it's big, man.
4: Man, you know, it, that guy at, at the Muskego uh, Gridiron Club, uh, I mean, what an organization they are. You know, I had the, uh, the good fortune to, when Bob Brainer and I did uh, games out at Muskego, we got to interact with that, that Gridiron Club. They are phenomenal. I know. I, I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me at all. That they're going to do this it well, does not surprise me
3: well you know paul peard is a guy that that yeah, uh that's him yeah and and paul said he he then called me and said hey yep we're gonna do this and he said have you guys put together the thursday night lights schedule yet and i said no in fact <laughs> we're meeting tuesday he said you know that marquette muskego game that's the one he said And if you don't think we, we treat you on air guys well just to ask dan brunner <laughs> We they got some nice fish fries. <laughs> they gave yeah. us
0: fish fries well, I, popcorn and popcorn. Yeah, well, Mike, oh, when we man. did Thursday night lights, there. I remember they gave us subs or something like that. You yeah, know? I never got one of those. Well, and I, I think d- I ate yours. Yeah, you I, were I, supposed to get you, one. You know what? I'm, ju- <laughs> I'm just the I'm just the too. sideline guy,
3: and they always forget. <laughs> oh, uh, and I said to Paul, I said, hey. You guys always remember the big shots, but remember the sideline reporter. who said, "Look, I'll take care of you. You haven't missed a lot of meals. I know, I know. I don't want to hear about it." But the, so they're going to utilize this broad stop, and I just it just made me smile, guys, because we talk about that All Star game, and it's it, it how much it's more than just a football game, and we've had this conversation a lot. But but for for them at Mosquito and for Paul to go look why don't we this would be a great way for us to raise additional money for these two Mosquito student athletes that are playing in this so that you know what they can give more money to Children's Hospital than than they would have without us doing it so they're going to promote this thing like crazy and they'll do a great job they'll raise four or five hundred bucks selling brats oh, wow. for two hours that goes directly. And yeah. part of that WFC8 oh, stuff,
0: and and there's stories yeah. like that throughout the state, Mike. You know, yes. for the kids that are participating in the All Star Game, so many different, really ingenious ways to raise money. Right, and and for a great cause. Yes, for for a really
3: really good cause. Hey, so what do you? Is this game going to be telecast? Do we know yet? Um, we're working it, on it.
0: Well, we're working on it and yes, it, it is going to be a telecast. We can't uh we don't have the specifics yet, All but right. it will be telecast.
3: Good, because we you know, now we've gotten used to being able to see these and we want to continue to be able to to see them. Um coaches are getting ready, coaching staffs are set, players you've already selected. Yes. And and go on the WFCA website and you can either donate as a group or to the whole group, or you can pick individual players. To help them raise the funds um that they're hoping to raise to benefit children's hospital
0: yes and and uh uh give uh, early and give often
3: yeah give. That's <laughs> how yeah. they vote in illinois man yeah. yeah exactly vote early vote often hey dan what uh, this time of year uh as the executive director for the wfca i know that you know that that once the clinic is over it's not like you take a couple months off um this uh You know, the All-Star game is obviously something big. This grant program, which is new, has has certainly um, gotten a lot of people talking, and I appreciate the work you guys have done on that. But as the executive director, what takes up your time this time of year?
4: Well, and and you kind of touched on it early, you know, and Tom did, where, you know, one one event leads to another, to another, to another, and so forth. Now, I'm so fortunate that, you know, Uh, when I took over from Dick Rundle and uh, Dick started this uh, where, you know, we put excellent chairman in charge of our various events. So, you know, you've had the experience of of seeing Tony Biola work at the combine uh, at the end of April, you know, so that's taken care of, you know, so I assist him any way I can Tom, any way I can with the grand program, Doug Sarber, any way I can with the all-star game clinic uh bob reswitz and myself um kind of co-chair that um and then we've got our exec board assisting us so it's, it's kind of like one event after another after another and i'm i'm just you know i like to be rather than micromanage everything i'd rather be uh like a, a chief assistant to our chairman so whatever they need you know i'm there to help them so that's kind of what takes up my time throughout the whole year
0: you know, a, a project, Mike, that, that we're sort of taking on as an association is um, youth football. And, in yeah. fact, our next show um, will be entirely on youth football. But, um, you know, we're looking to have some uniformity throughout the state with youth football. So that's sort of the next project that we're taking on is to get uh, involved in youth football and, you know, the uniformity of youth football throughout the state and that's going to be that's going to
3: be a big one to chew on right oh, yeah. i mean there's i mean everybody feels like they know what they're doing and sometimes they don't and if you can get everybody kind of on the same page other states are, are do they have uniformed kind of youth programs within the state we're starting well, to see think, that and, yeah. and
0: in fact dan yeah. had uh, a connection with rob younger from oregon who was actually on our show last year mike yep. Um, Dan, do you want to talk a little bit about what they're doing in Oregon?
4: Yeah, Uh, and actually, um, we are, the WFC, we are part of the National High School Alliance, which Rob Younger is the initial uh, president of, um, to kind of uh, get uniform procedures in place for high school programs throughout the country. And Rob also spearheaded the the uh, youth football alliance in Oregon. And we are now attempting to put together a youth football alliance nationwide. And uh, Tom Swittle and, and Doug Sarbert, uh attended the initial meeting of the Wisconsin football forum. Um, and it looks like they want to put together a national alliance starting in June and they would like Wisconsin to be part of that for the, for youth football. So um, along with the Packers and USA football, uh, the WIAA and the WFCA, we're going to try to build on what uh, Tom and Doug were a part of. And early in June this year, we're trying to coordinate a meeting somewhere down in the, the Northwest side of Milwaukee. I would imagine It could be like at a Homestead High School or something like that because Dave Keel is also part of uh, USA football, and they want to be a part of this youth football line. So we hope to build on that and start to get some uniformity not only in Wisconsin but throughout the nation in terms of when do you start football, when do you start youth football, uh, contact football, when do you end flag football, um, you know, Do you shorten the field at the lower grades, uh, shrink the field size down, keep them in two-point stances so they're not uh, starting from the line of scrimmage with their head down, et cetera, et cetera. So we got a long way to go, but, you know, you can't get anywhere until you take that first step. And we've taken the first step, now we need to take the second, third, et cetera.
0: In fact, uh, at our next show, Mike, which is going to be on youth football, Ryan Fensel of the uh, Packers is going to be on. uh, He organized the state youth forum that was on March 9th. And uh, so even, you know, the Packers are sort of, you know, a big part of this as well. Mm -hmm. Smart. Hey, guys, we got to get out. Dan, thank you
3: so much. I really appreciate it. And and thanks for the, the knowledge on this grant proposal. And I just think it's a marvelous uh, idea. And, and the fact that the WFCA is willing to give back um, to these schools and, and help them in some of the things that you guys are willing to help when it comes to this, I think it's a really commendable idea. So well done on that. Thanks. Yeah, that's
4: what we're all about, Mike. Thank you.
3: You got it, Dan. Thank you. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Mark Houston. he's the team facilitator, business and growth development with Bellin Health Sports Medicine. Big part of the All-Star game. We're going to talk to him on the other side. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin High School Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes, Fundraising, and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host. He is uh, past president of the WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member Tom Swiddle. Hey, Coach, so when we talked about uh, the everything that uh, that and Health Sports Medicine does for you guys with the All-Star Game coming up, um, I, I really appreciate the fact that, that uh, you said, look, let's have Mark Houston join us for a couple of segments and, and just thank him and talk about the great work that they do. You're, you're really impressed with these guys.
0: I am. You know, there, there are so many moving parts to the All-Star game. And uh, years and years and years ago, uh, in fact, the first time that I was the head coach in the game, um, it was sort of like uh, the head coach's job to find a trainer. And oftentimes, you know, they tried to hook in, the, you know, the trainer that uh, uh, their school used, but it's, it doesn't always work that smoothly. So we've had a couple of organizations that have stepped up and provide the trainers for the games um, every year now. And, and Bellen, uh supplies the trainers to the north or for the north. And I can tell you, I know those guys, the trainers, they're, they're great people, and they are really a big part of the game. And because they go every year, I mean, everybody knows them. Right. And,
3: look, we we understand how important these guys are to, 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 to high school football. I mean, they're, they're a vital clog in keeping these kids healthy, having parents feel comfortable their kids are going to be kept healthy. And the, it's just really important that they're there and they're fully engaged in everything going on.
0: You know, as a head coach – be it when I was at Wauwatosa East or Brookfield East. Uh, I wish I could say it at Tech, but there aren't trainers in right. the city conference at schools. But, um, you know, they're they're worth their weight in gold, and I would never, ever overstep or get in the way of what they're doing. You know, they make the call of, when somebody's ready to practice or play, and I, I never question them.
3: Yeah, that's and good for you for that. And, and I don't know if all coaches feel that way, but most of them do. I think because so. they understand that these guys are at the top of their game. Mark Houston, how you doing today?
5: I'm doing well. Thank you again for uh, having me on.
3: Yeah, we re- we really appreciate your willingness to come on. As we're talking about Mark. You can do what I did, and, and I've got a lot to talk to him about. You can go to bellin.org, B-E-L-L-I-N.org, and get some information on, on who they are and the mission of this company um, and, and what they believe in is, is really very easy to find in that website. Hey, Mark, how long have you been involved with, with Bellin?
5: Um, I've actually been there for 22 years.
3: Wow, good for you. So you've seen the see the growth and, and some changes uh, that, that have gone on with that company.
5: Oh, I definitely have. And, you know, it's uh, it was one of those things. I actually uh, went to school in the state. I've lived in the state my whole life, and I thought I'd do a lot with uh, pro baseball and Milwaukee Brewers. I did some internships, and I've had some opportunities to stay at Bellin and grow. Um, you know, I just heard you guys even talk, and I think the greatest thing is uh, it's, it's not even nowadays with health care of taking care of the high school kids, it's even down to your middle schools, it's down to your youth. Um, and you know what the support of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association is doing is wonderful for youth and building and, and, and telling these parents it's safe to play football.
3: Hey, Mark, you guys are, are um, located up in Green Bay, correct? Your main headquarters?
5: Yep, we're based out of Green Bay and we go about, uh, um, it's more, more, more or less northeast Wisconsin and then we go into the UP a little bit.
3: So you, you guys reach out a lot uh, throughout the uh, the state of Wisconsin. Why is it why is it important for you guys to be involved in something like the WFCA All Star Game?
5: Well, it, it's a great um, it's great for the kids. Um, and as Tom said, you know, a lot of times what it started with was it. We had two athletic trainers, Jason Terry and Roland Schmidt, um, who had their head coaches that um, were the head coaches for the All Star Game, and saying, "Hey, we'd love to have you down here," but we realized there was um, probably continuity of care every year. Um, the greatest thing is Jason and Rowan have progressed and have been promoted in other roles, but they've now got a new group of our young guys um, helping out. They come back every year and get these guys set, and it doesn't just start from the All-Star game and end on the, on that day. You know these guys do stuff with the pre-meetings and the practices and getting to know coaches and making sure paperwork you know you don't want to send a kid off just like you'd send a kid off to camp you don't want to send a kid off and let's say the kid got allergic to bee things. you'd be stunned on the football field okay what do we need to do we need to know about that so it's just kind of working with the coaching staff um with the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association um you know I'll give credit also you know Freighter covers the self-squads and they do a wonderful job and it's just providing care day in day out so unfortunately if an injury does happen they know they know um who to turn to
3: you know, and and we talk about this All-Star game a lot, Mark, and, and it is more, and we just said this to Dan Brenner, it's more than just the game. These kids learn about Children's Hospital. They're raising money for Children's Hospital. They get a chance to play with guys that they competed against, and they have long friendships after going through a week of, of hanging out, hot in dorm rooms, getting ready for this All-Star game, and they come together as a group. But when you talk to these kids, and we've, we've had a number of kids on, on the shows uh, in past years, they walk into this thinking, hey, I get a chance to play high school football one more time. And the, and almost the last thing that they even talk about after that week is the game
5: itself. I, I 100% agree, because it's the same thing for my staff. You know, I understand there is a game, in, 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 and that is what everyone's there for. But um, I think a lot of people forget they come in a week beforehand, and they go p- through practices. And they do a lot of stuff for, the, for these young kids, and they do a lot of stuff for the community. And it's the relationships they build. They may have played against some of these kids for four years. They may have never even known some of these kids, but they got to get to know them. And they may play with them in college. And I think, it's, it's that, I think that's what it really comes down to. I think we need to reflect in on a lot of these um, endeavors with its relationships. Um, and it, it's a great way to just get to know someone, you know, put, do a handshake and say, hey, this is who I am. Um, it, it's an awesome opportunity for these young kids and coaches.
0: You know, um, Mark, when when the teams are introduced before the game, and you know, we introduce all the players, obviously, and the coaches. We also introduce the trainers, and the look on the, the trainers' faces, on on Jason and and Roland's faces when they get introduced. I mean, they truly feel a part of it because, just as we've talked about, they've put their you know, there's sweat equity into that game, and, and they work as hard as anybody does leading up to that game.
5: Well, and we appreciate it. It's, um, But I think it's that relationship that we've built with the association. And then over that, you know, and it's not even just over that week, you know, we'll get to know the coaches months beforehand. Because um, we do know the coaches change out. But the greatest thing with that is when they, um, every year, you know, they, you end up maybe seeing them at another clinic or we've had coaches come back up and see our clinic up in green Bay and say, wow, we didn't know all the things that you guys had to do. Um, And I think that's what, you know, to reflect back and say in so many communities, there's probably an athletic trainer or someone medically that can help you out. And some people don't, they don't always want to think about that because it's an injury, but when you know your kid has an injury, you know who to call.
0: Yeah. And you know, one of the things, Mike, that a lot of, you know, people wouldn't realize, but this is all donated by Bellin. Right. You know, this is, you know, th- this isn't just okay. We're gonna. I mean, these, you know, trainers are not a part of their normal duties that they would be having. They're, they're, and many times isn't a true mark that they're taking their vacation time, to, to do this.
5: Yeah, I, they used to. Jason and Rowan used to take their vacation time. You know, we, we've adjusted it now where we know the commitment that they're putting in. So, um, it's the it, it, it is that we you know we we adjust from their schedule to other work duties. But, um, again, it gets to be a long week. I think some people think, ah, you know, how hard can it can to be? They're just jumping a few hours down there. No, they're probably putting in, you know, you add up the whole week, and it may be 50, 60 oh, hours. Oh, different easily.
0: Plus, as Mike said, you get the, the privilege of staying in Guggenheim uh, Hall there <laughs> with no air conditioning. <laughs> You know, not everybody gets
3: that privilege, you know, uh, Mark. In fact, I think that you should join those guys this week or that week and spend that week away from your family and that air-conditioned home and, you know, stay in that dorm room. Get back to what it was like in, in the dorms.
5: Now, I'm going to take a pass because I live just in Kimberly, so I can just zip home and see my family. Every but, you know, I, I think what – and. and And, again, it goes back to I think, yes, it's warm, you know, and it's not like they're laying in their big king-size bed that maybe they have at home, but it's those relationships that the kids and the coaches and the staff get. Um, Every year we hear about, you know, what a great relationship is. No one, you know, sometimes they may not be able to to tell you what the final score of the game was.
3: Hey, Tom, you know, it didn't surprise me when you said, hey, look, they they do this, they donate this. Because going on their website today, I – um, sports physicals, uh, June 27th up in Crivets, Wisconsin, right? Home of Tony Rash. Yeah, you bet. Yep. And it says uh, cost of each physical is $20, which is then donated back to your school, the athlete's school. So you write the check for 20, get your physical, Bell and Health then turns around and, and, and sends that money back to the, uh, the school. So I look, that's the kind of stuff they do. They're running coaches clinics on that website, you can get all a lot of information when you go on. And I was on there quite a bit today. You know, they talk a little bit about their free walk-in injury assessment, which I think is really important. Then they also had um, a blog that I, I that I printed off because I wanted to give to a buddy of mine three ways for wrestlers to maximize the off season. So this is the guy from Bellin saying, hey, look, if you're a wrestler, let us give you some information that will keep you ready, keep you healthy, keep you ready to go once the next season. So it's not like... You know, these guys aren't giving back. They understand what the, the whole core mission of, right. of of what this means. We're going to ask, uh, we will certainly ask Mark Houston if it's okay to spend one more segment with us. He's the team facilitator, facilitator business and growth development for Bellin Health. I'm going to ask him. First of all, that's a long business card right there. <laughs> but I'm going to ask him what that means to be a team facilitator, business and growth development for Bellin Health. Go to bellin.org. That's B-E-L-L-I-N.org. Or for more information, this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes, Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. It's always presented by our friends at Raising the Stake Fundraising Leadership Development. Speaking of Pick and Save, 11 to 1 today at the Pick and Save in Menominee Falls on Appleton Avenue. Uh, stop by Pick and Save, uh, Johnsonville, Brownberry, Buns, and uh, a lot of great things going on. We're, we're raising money for Calvary Baptist uh, Grade School and High School. Jeff Chestnut, who's the principal there, is going to be out there along with a number of kids from the school. It's where my son Matthew graduated from, and uh, it's a beautiful school. I, I there's a lot of love from the bottom of my heart for that school. and I think they do a really good job of getting kids ready for the next uh, chapters of their life. And uh, if you get a chance, stop out there, you know it's two bucks a brought drop in two, three, four bucks. Let's uh let's help the really nice people, the mighty Eagles mm-hmm. from Calvary Baptist, make sure that uh, Jeff Chestnut uh, make sure you say hello to him and and tell him keep up the good work. We are joined by Mark Houston. He is the team facilitator, business and growth development for Bellin Health Sports Medicine. Mark, could you explain what uh, what all those terms mean?
5: <laughs> yeah, all it means is uh, I'm one of the team facilitators that heads up uh, our athletic training department. I handle all of our uh, business and growth with contracts where we have 27 high schools, uh, one college, um, a lot of youth partnerships, um, some AAU basketball in the state. Um, so that's all that it means. What it is, what it really comes down to is, um, and my other team facilitator, Terry Beck, does a great job managing the day-to-day ops because he's got about 40 plus athletic trainers at different sites, different days. Um, so it, it, it's a, it's a great position. I've been very blessed working at Bellin. Um, and you kind of mentioned some of the, the website, we've got a brand new clinic up by Lambeau field, uh, called Titletown, town. And, um, it, it's just a great opportunity for us, but great opportunity to give back, um, to the community.
3: Yeah the um, the one that I that I looked at uh, Bell and runs coaches clinics and you, you do have one on June eighth from one o'clock to five o'clock um, number of keynote speakers and this is for um, for runners correct
5: Yeah actually that's a so it's the day of our Bell and Run race, yep. which is one of the largest ten k races we actually have uh, a lot of people know uh, not as much maybe in football but Meb who uh, won the Boston Marathon and was uh, a uh, very decorated runner. Um, it, Mev and a few other uh, very elite runners in the U.S. Um, um, are going to come over and give us uh, some talking engagements um, that afternoon from 1 to 5. Um, you know, I, I I think, again, it just goes back to getting back. You know, there's some partnerships that we've done with the Green Bay Packers, um, and they've got coaches' clinics from safety clinics to um, regular coaches' clinics. I think there's actually... I just one, read one in the newspaper today. I believe there's one coming up with them. Um, I apologize. I don't know the date, but I think it was like early June. Um, so there's always opportunities, and it's just one of those things to give back and um, educate the general public on uh, what we're doing for all sports.
3: Yeah, bellin.org, B-E-L-L-I-N.org. And and do yourself a favor. If you go on that website, make sure you have some time because you're going to go on the website, and you're going to find a number of things that are really interesting, especially if you're involved in youth, high school, college sports, if you're a parent, if you're a player, if you're an athletic director, if you're a coach, um, go on that website and, and and hang out there a little bit. And there's a lot of really, really valuable information.
0: Mark, you and I talked, uh, well, maybe three weeks ago, you had some questions about the WFCA grant, and and we had a conversation and you mentioned something that in our conversation that I thought was was really cool, and I'm not aware that anybody else is doing this, but um, you guys have started like a, a sports psychologist program, correct?
5: Yeah, it's correct. We just um, we just brought Charles in. Um, it's, you know, I I, it, I can't say we're the first one ever in the world to do it. It's just, you know, it, there's a lot of proteins that have them. Some colleges have this, and it just probably hasn't put down to the to the high school, middle middle school. And it, you know, sometimes people get a little worried about sports psychology. I don't really need that help. Um, there's a lot of people that, that maybe need assistance. It's not always just help. Um, and sometimes it may be that um, a kid gets a concussion as a straight-A student, but is so stressed about trying to get back to academics that can't attend school, they sometimes fall into anxiety and depression. Um, and it's just some short-term. Sometimes it's the kid who can't make a free throw, the kid who can't kick a field goal, the kid who can't play like he used to because he suffered an injury. Um, so it's just a new, um, in, a new endeavor. In fact, Charles is giving one of our Tuttletown Talk series, which is on the website um, later in – it's late June. Um, there's a night session where – and he's already he, – he gave one at uh, – the Green Bay Packers had a, um, a coaches uh, meeting um, probably about a month ago now. Um, that we partnered in, and we had Charles talk there too. So some great opportunities. Um, that and I think and for parents too, with.
0: right, Mark? I mean, Correct. this isn't just for the athlete, but for parents too.
5: Yeah, I think a lot of times it's um, – some parents always look back and say, you know, back in my day, um, you know, I'm soon to be 45 years old, and I'll tell you, what, back in high school, I didn't have 90% of the stuff that we offer now. And I think it's just an opportunity, and, and sometimes – you don't ever want maybe want to think about some of these things till an injury happens, and say, okay, who's the best doctor to get into? Who's the best hospital? Who's the best rehab facility? Who's the best you know person I need to talk about nutrition? Um, my son struggles, or you know, we even talk about this with you know little kids um, pop Warner football. It could be you know giving that kid a donut uh, or a quick pancake and eggs, and saying go play. That may only get them to halftime. So you know what's the and you know and some of these kids are so more active. They may play youth you know, use football in the morning and then have baseball in the afternoon. So it's one of those things, what opportunities and what knowledge does a parent need to have? And then um, young kids aren't going to always pick up on it, but we do hope that the middle school or high school kid will realize, you know what, I should really eat um, this with protein in it instead of going down to the gas station and grabbing two candy bars and a bag of chips. Right. Uh, so hey. it's just education we're trying to get out there.
3: Mark, thank you so much. He yes, is Mark you, Mark. Again, uh, Bellin Health, go to bellin.org. He is the team facilitator of business and growth development, big part of the WFC All-Star game. Mark, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time.
5: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
3: You bet. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to stay up in that neighborhood. Dan McCarty, head football coach at St. Norbert College, will join us on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM the fan
2: No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president Tom Swiddle and WSSP high school insider, big time Mike McGiver. No.
3: Welcome back to the Pickett State Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan and Mike McGivern alongside Coach Tom Swiddle, past president of the WFCA, uh, WFCA Hall of Fame member. Uh, How's retirement again? Good? Good. Yeah. Good. Staying Yeah. 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 You think? Yeah, Yeah, you are staying busy. (laughs) Hey, we are joined by the head football coach at WFCA. St. Norbert College and I like talking to guys that spent a little time in the high school game as well and uh, Dan McCarty has done that he's done a great job at St. Norbert coach how are you
6: guys I'm great thanks for having me I'm uh, I'm happy to take a little break from my lack of catching fish here in Door County and spend some time <laughs> with you guys they're not biting today coach they're not biting, but man, do I have a view looking over the waters of uh, Sturgeon Bay right now. So I'm just, I'm happy to be home and spend the weekend by my mom a little bit here.
3: Coach, I, I do a segment for a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, and we've been up in uh, Door County a number of times, and and uh, I just, boy, I love it up there. It, it really does. That's a relaxing place to be.
6: It, it really is. And you know what? Growing up, you, you don't appreciate it until you leave, and, and um, you just don't realize how how lucky you have it growing up here.
3: Coach, can we talk a little bit about your background? You grew up in, up in Door County. Where would you go to high school?
6: I graduated in, uh, from Sturgeon Bay in
3: 1992. And then uh, went on to went on where?
6: Started out at Eastern Michigan, uh, transferred after a semester to, to Northern Michigan, and had some personal and academic struggle there, and ended up uh, finishing my last two years transferring
3: and, and playing at Eau Claire and then decide, did you know early on that you wanted to coach?
6: You you know, it wasn't until, uh, I think, my my senior season of Eau Claire. um, You know, Coach Nielsen at the time, you know, asked me to to continue on the following year and and start coaching, so I started coaching for him, you know, that year, and then the next year he took the head coaching job at University of Minnesota Duluth, and, uh, you know, I decided to go up there and transfer for a fourth time and finish my degree and continue coaching with him there
3: you know coach it's it's interesting that, that you know your willingness to say look i struggled a little bit in this a couple areas here y- you have you know a story to tell kids that you recruit you know y- y- you don't say hey look i you know i played at division 1 and i played 4 years and and i was a you know was a 3.8 student and everything was 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 roses you, you're able to say hey look I, I know where you're at because let me tell you about my journey and i think when you're talking to kids your story is a little different than some of the other guys.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, no one likes talking about their failures in life, but it, but it is a story I tell in in, in recruiting. Um, we make only one promise to recruits, and that's to uh, treat them and take care of them like they're our own kids. And I, I share that story because, you know, I, I lost my my roommate um, in a car accident on a trip I was supposed to be with him on, and uh, you know, I was a really good high school student, but. When you end up with three zeros for a GPA, you uh, and a full scholarship—that uh, those things go bye-bye. And um, you know, at the time, wasn't happy about it. But looking back, you know, it's really um, the reason why we run the program the way we do here. And you know, we uh, we have an extremely tight team. We take care of our kids, and and ultimately, that's the top priority for me here.
3: Hey Dan, I do another show on the station called Faith in the Zone, and we had the head football coach. I believe from Eastern Michigan University. Mm -hmm. I got to go back. This is a little ways back, but I asked him, I said, hey, kids have really changed over the years, don't you think? And he said, no, absolutely not. He said, we've changed, Mike. He said, when I first was a head Division One football coach, I was 28 years old, I was single, and I was cool. And he said, now I'm 44, and I'm married, I have three kids, and and I'm not the cool guy anymore, and all I want to do is get out of practice, go home and see my wife and kids. He said, they're still doing the, the the stupid stuff that I did when I was a freshman in college. The difference is they're posting it everywhere. But yeah. but I don't think they've changed that much. I think we have. And I'm wondering your opinion on that.
6: Well, I think there's, there's some merit and validity to that. I, I think it's it's tough for us. You know, I'm 45 and, you know, I rely on my experiences and what I grew up with and times are vastly different now. It's, it's funny, we'll be at practice and music will be playing and I'll be like, oh man, this is Pearl Jam. And, and our kids look at me like I have two heads, <laughs> like they don't know the iconic band or, um, so, you know, social media is, you know, is really the forefront and, um, you know, it, it, it's the reality we we live in and I don't mm-hmm. think kids are, are much different. Um, I think they're exposed to a lot more. I think, you know, there's a lot more, you know, pressure on them and, you know, to me, it's, it seems like a lot of kids are so worried about um, what they look like, you know, and they're so worried about, you know, the Instagram and their their Facebook and Twitter and look at me, look at me, look at me. And the thing we really preach and hammer home here is, is team. Everything here is about the team, not the in, individual. You know, remove the, the me and replace it with the we is what we uh, we try to strive for here.
0: Coach, first of all, you're playing music at practice. I mean, you know, not everybody does that, so they, they can't look at you too funny when you, when you mention Pearl Jam. But anyway, it, you know, there's a lot more going on at St. Norbert than just playing music at practice because you guys had an outstanding season last year. You won the Midwest Conference. Uh, you went to the NCAA Division Three playoffs, made it to the second round. Tell us about your, your season last year. Sounds like a special one.
6: It really was a special season. Um, our, our seniors uh, this last year, we had over 30 seniors. Those guys won the championship when they were freshmen, and then we lost it, you know, two years in a row. And um, you know, there's high expectations here. Our, our record doesn't matter if we don't win our conference uh, championship. It's a disappointing season for us. But you know, I talk a lot about you know legacy and how do you want to be remembered. And you know, I remember our conference championship game. That was my speech to the team before the game, and I said, someone. In this locker room is going to make one play today on this football field that will always be remembered here at Saint Norbert College. That happened to be two-time senior captain Ben Kornowski with the you know second series of pick six, the only uh, you know touchdown scored that day. Um, it, it was a really special year. You know our defense was top five in the country. Um, you know we're losing some guys there. It Was a, a new year for our offense? We're running a pretty unique system and uh, you know we're spread, but yet we're Quarterbacks had three yards running triple option, so you know it took us a little while to to get that thing going. But uh, man, we got a bunch of believers now with what that system did for us, and truly, uh, truly a special year. You know, second playoff win in school history, and uh, you know it, it's just a special year that we're going to remember forever.
3: Talking to Dan McCarty's head football coach at Saint Norbert College. Hey, Dan, you being from the state of Wisconsin, uh, you understand how how strong high school football is in the state and I think the coaching in this state is second to none. When you go out and you compete you compete, there's a lot of people that are going after some of the same kids that you guys go after. When you're when you're in somebody's living room or on the phone with a parent or a student athlete that you're trying to recruit, what do you talk to them about? What the difference between Saint Norbert and some of the other schools that they're they're thinking about going to?
6: Well, to, to me, it's all about, you know, a student athlete finding the right fit. And, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. It's got to be the right fit academically. It's got to be the right fit athletically, socially, all those things. Our, our biggest goal is to get kids onto our campus for a recruiting visit. They're going to see $150 million of new buildings and facilities alone in the last 10 years. It's on the banks of the Fox River. It's a safe campus. Once we get them there um, – you know, our, our students, our student-athletes, our football players, you know, they sell our program. Um, they take kids on tours of campus. They're going to go to lunch with kids. Separate players are going to tour our athletic facilities. Uh, we preach family here. Like I said before, it's the number one priority. But, you know, to me it's one thing to preach it, but what are your actions that back up, you know, that belief? Um, you know, and then the academics. You know, we're, we're nationally rated uh, academics, uh, school is difficult here and, and kids are guaranteed a, a four-year graduation here at St. Norbert College. So, you know, a lot of those things go into it. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a 12-month recruiting process, you know, that we're educating um, every seven to nine days. We're going to send something out and, and monthly themes on what St. Norbert College is, what our football program is to really give them as clear of a picture as we can to what we think is a really special place to get an education and play college football.
0: You talked about your facilities, Coach, and, and yes, St. Norbert has certainly uh, improved their athletic facilities, not just on campus with the academic stuff, but your your really your athletic facilities are second to none, in my opinion. I've, I've seen them, and it's wonderful. Talk a little bit about uh, Schneider Field, Schneider Stadium.
6: Yeah, Schneider Stadium. You know, it's going on nine nine years now. Um, we we just had the turf company back out, and they said, "Guys, you don't need new turf. It's it's in such great condition." You know, we have a locker room with uh, 136 lockers there. Um, again, it's it's just tremendous. Our you know our sports complex on campus. You know, just received a 26 million dollar makeover. New weight rooms. We put a pool in. Um, you know, and and really the amazing thing is, you know, they won't put up a new building until 90% of that money is raised. So everything on our campus is paid for, which, which to me is tremendous, especially looking back on the last 10 years and, you know, some of the tough times we've had here through, you know, the economy and other things. Um, But, you know, the number one thing that, that I try to hammer home to kids, whether it's on our campus recruiting, whether it's other campuses, to me, the most important thing they need to evaluate are the people, because if you can have beautiful campuses, you can have beautiful facilities, academics, all those things. If you don't have the right people, um, you know, life isn't great all the time. And to me, we have great people here on on campus and and in our football program.
3: Hey, Coach, I'll tell you this, and and we're going to talk a little bit about your roster, but looking at your roster from last year, um, I Uh I love the fact that, that, you know, there's kids from all over the state of Wisconsin on this roster. It's not that you're just recruiting the Valley because you're up in Green Bay. I mean, you've got a number of kids, not only from the Milwaukee area, but as far down as we're seeing. You've got some Illinois kids on there as well. But your roster jumps at me with the amount of Wisconsin kids that, that you're giving a chance to play at the next level. And first, I want to thank you for that. And two, obviously, it's important for your staff and for you personally to recruit the state of Wisconsin as hard as possible.
6: Uh, with, without a doubt, I mean our our staff has, you know, a blend of youth and a, a blend of age and experience. We our oldest coach is seventy seven years old. We have you know four coaches that are former high school teachers and coaches that you know they're retired now, and this is you know so to speak their hobby. They absolutely love it. Um, I mean, when you have a guy like Kim Golomsky on on your staff, he's in the National High School Hall of Fame. Won four state titles at, at Um we need to recruit wisconsin and you you said it before uh the the talent that's in wisconsin i think people outside the state are starting to realize that now we still need to recruit nationally a little bit our kicker for example this year you know he's a senior two time all american uh was just at the cleveland browns last week for their mini camp he's a kid from california that we had to go get just because if if he's here in wisconsin we quite honestly we don't touch him he's, he's scholarship somewhere you know d2 or whatever but Yeah, the majority of our roster is Wisconsin-Illinois. We're getting back to the UP and then uh, doing some stuff nationally as
3: well. Boy, that's awesome. Hey, we need to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to give you a little time to think of this, how you're going to answer this, but how are you going to replace Drew Rhodes? (laughs) We're going to find (laughs) out on the other side. I'm looking at his numbers, Coach. Man, It's going to be tough. That's keeping you up at night. We'll find out on the other side. He's Dan McCarty. He's the head football coach at St. Norbert. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes, Fundraising, and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Always presented by Raising the Stakes, Fundraising, and Leadership Development. Mike McGivern alongside the former head football coach at Brookfield East, Milwaukee Tech, Tosa East. J- Dominican. Don't JV Dominican, I'm telling you. Oh, JV. JV Dominican. Because <laughs> I heard the story. Yeah, Dave Amoroso. Did. It's still one of my favorite. by the way. He is Tom <laughs> Swiddle. I'm always blessed every other week to spend a couple hours with Tom. We are now joined... Second segment, Dan McCarty, head football coach at St. Norbert. Hey, Dan, you've had the break to uh, figure this thing out. So Drew Rhodes, uh, he's a Waukesha West kid, and what a great year he had for you. He was your leading rusher, leading passer. And uh, during the break, Tom told me that Dan Brunner saw you guys play against Whitewater and said Drew Rhodes was, was the best quarterback he had seen um, at that level for a while. And I'm wondering how you're going to replace him.
6: Well, you're absolutely right. Drew Rhodes had a tremendous year, um, and, and here's what a lot of guys don't don't realize: Drew is a fifth-year senior. These games this year were the first times he, he's played quarterback since Waukesha West.
3: Wow! Uh, Did so, not know so that for
6: him. For him to have the year he had, especially with a brand new offense, well, was a tremendous year. Um, you know, but every year we got to you know we got to reload, and uh, we got uh, a group of guys here on campus that are extremely talented. Uh, we had a good spring. One of our guys, a freshman, you know, starting shortstop on the baseball team, so we didn't have him for spring ball. And then, uh, you know, we have a a fourth year, uh, a grad transfer coming in from, um, you know, from Texas that can sling the football around uh, pretty impressively. So there's going to be a ton of competition at this position. You know, ultimately it's going to come down to, uh, you know, fall camp and, and, you know, who takes that next step forward, you know, who takes that leadership role, um, you know, to see who's going to lead us here this next year.
0: Coach, uh, for what it's worth, uh, my son uh, plays at, at Michigan Tech, and his roommate at Michigan Tech, who played with there, Jordan Jagadinski, uh transferred to St. Norbert um, yep. and played for you last year. And, and uh, um, Jordan said he just enjoys St. Norbert tremendously through my son. I, I haven't spoken to Jordan sure. directly, but uh, my son even went and visited him um, at the end of first semester and spent the night at, Probably a very long night at uh, St. Norbert <laughs> College. But, uh, Coach, I have to ask you, you guys have been in the Midwest Conference since what, like 1981 um, or something?
6: It's, it's been a long time. Yeah. I don't know the exact years. Yeah, and,
0: and tremendous success. I think you've won like 18 conference championships, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and now, very soon, you'll be moving to the NAC Conference. Uh, Correct. Give us uh, some background on that. that. That's quite a change.
6: It is. I think uh, last year we added men's volleyball, and looking, um, and they're not in, in the Midwest Conference. They're in the, you know, in the playing the NAC. Um, you know, our administration took a look and realized, you know, there's a lot of teams in the NAC we're driving by to get to some of our, you know, regular season Midwest Conference games. Um, so ultimately, it's going to save a, a, a ton of time of students. Not missing class and not being on campus because of travel um, it's gonna save obviously you know budget wise for for travel you know and ultimately um, really for for our fans and our parents, you know we're now from Green Bay, you know down to Milwaukee down into chicago aurora that is that is the schedule for the so for the vast vast majority you know, of our parents it's gonna save a lot on them as well. I mean heck some of some of our parents their longest trip to watch their son play is gonna be driving up to De Pere and you know, being at St. Arbor College to watch them play. So I think there's a lot that that, you know, went into it. Um you know, for our administration to, you know, make that decision and, you know, move forward. We're obviously gonna miss the relationships we have with the Midwest Conference, uh, at the same time exciting. You know, to join a new conference and uh, you know scout guys and and teams and and you know kind of take that challenge on as well.
3: Well, coach, I uh, I got to tell you, looking at the scores from last year, Grinnell's not going to be happy to see. It. They're going to be very happy to see you leave that conference.
6: Well, there was four games last year that the scoreboard showed two hundred and thirty-one to zero. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, you know that, that it, it's. I, I think uh, top to bottom you know, there's going to be better overall, you know, competition, you know, in, in the new conference, um, you know, and the guys were, were one and two against that conference in the last two years in, in, in non-conference games. So, um, you know, we'll see, it, but it's, it's, you know, change is always difficult, especially for some alumni and other people like that, but at the same time, it's also exciting, you know, for the new challenges it presents.
3: Hey, Tom, they put up 91 on Grinnell.
0: Yeah, that that's a lot of points.
3: Ninety two was the over under. I took the over, and they, they didn't yeah. cover for
0: me. Yeah, but yeah.
3: you know they they were favored by eighty nine, so that, that's not bad. Yeah. Hey, now, this this uh, you went to school at Saint Norbert, Tom, and, and yes. The, now, now when you go up on campus, you don't even recognize it anymore. It's so beautiful.
0: No, right? it's it's completely different. Uh, I graduated a long time ago in nineteen seventy eight. I, you know, I, I played in a different era of Saint Norbert football, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the campus, for me, it's almost unrecognizable. I have to laugh. I uh, I took my, my son and daughter. My in-laws live in Green Bay, and uh, I took them um, recently. Um, we, we just drove through St. Norbert College and, uh, um, you know, showed them uh, my house on Marsh Street, 319 Marsh Street, still standing. The two houses next to it have been torn down. But I don't know how that house could still be standing, and those other ones went down. But, uh, you know, when we looked at the new uh, complex with the baseball and softball field and then went down to the stadium, uh, the football stadium, it's, Coach, it's just totally unrecognizable from a guy who's from a completely different era at St. Norbert.
6: Well, and, and one of the things we do is there's a big rock outside our locker room from Minahan Stadium, which um, wasn't the best facility. And I want to make sure our guys don't take things for granted because we we, we are very fortunate for what we have here. But at the same time, we, we can't take it for granted. We need to remember the guys that came before us and paved the way. Um, and that's, like I said earlier, that's why I try pounding in the you know the legacy and trying to be remembered because there's a lot of guys that came before us um, playing football at St. Norbert College that that has led us to you know what we do have right now
3: hey Dan we really appreciate your time thank you very much and and uh good luck the uh the rest of the way when when you get going here uh, this time of year for you Dan what what uh what kind of stuff do you do your players do in the off season to get ready for next year
6: yeah, I mean, we just uh, wrapped up, you know, finals yesterday. We're going to have a uh, commencement tomorrow, you know, which I'm going to attend and see all our seniors through. Um, you know, and then our guys are, you know, majority of them are at home, you know, doing their, their offseason, you know, workout and conditioning uh, work, you know, coaching staff. There, there's never a break. You know, it's, like I said, it's wonderful for me to get a weekend off and be able to do a little, you know, fishing here. And, um, but we're right on. Next year's recruiting already, and our summer is busy. We got camps going on, high school camps on, on campus. Um, you know, August thirteenth is when we report for camp. It'll be here before you know it. So it's uh, it's always busy. It really is, but it's
3: good. Well, if you get a chance, make sure you head over to that WFC All Star game uh, coming up uh, in a month or so. What's the date on that, Tom? Uh, July twentieth. July twentieth at uh, at Oshkosh and. Uh, You'll see a lot of good high school football players playing in that one. Uh,
0: you now, probably have a bunch that are that you've recruited that are playing I'm in. sure.
6: Yeah, we got some guys in there. You know, um, I think that's tremendous what we do uh, with the All-Star game. I'll, I'll never forget playing in it in 1992 and, and uh, touring the hospital and the impact that had on, you know, myself. Um, you know, it's just tremendous, guys, what the WFCA does for uh, high school football in, in the state and, you know those guys don't get enough recognition and, and the, the time they put in and, and the class organization that that they run. Um, you know I haven't had a lot of experience outside the state at other state organizations, but I have a hard time believing there's a better run state organization for high school football than what we have in Wisconsin. So I want to make sure I thank you guys. I uh, want to want to thank Raising the Stakes as well for what you know what they do and um, it's just tremendous what what the support and help you guys do for football here in the state.
3: He is Dan McCarty. Hey, Dan, if you catch enough fish, you're going to do a fish fry. You give Tom and I a call, we'll drive up.
6: Well, later in the summer when I go for some salmon, that's a a most definite.
3: There you go. There you go. Have a (laughs) good time. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Enjoy spending on Mother's Day with with your mom and then back to St. Norbert to get after it again. He is Dan McCarty, head football coach at St. Norbert. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. We're going back to high school, right, Tom? Yes, we are. We're going to talk with uh, Andy Nearing, the head of football coach at Blair Taylor High School. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. I'm Mike McGiver alongside Tom Swiddle. He's the past WFCA president. He's in the WFCA Hall of Fame. He's doing a lot of stuff, man. Hey, this uh, we I don't know if we've talked to anybody from the Dairyland Conference before. I don't think we have. We have not. And Andy Narian, uh, first-year head coach last year at Blair Taylor, and uh, did a great job. He, he got him into the playoffs. It was the first time in a while for for uh, Blair Taylor. Andy, thanks for a couple minutes of your time. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm well. How are you, Mike? God, we're doing good. So first year, man, how did uh, how that go for you?
1: You know, not too bad. I'm awfully thankful. Uh, thankful to be on the show, guys. It's just a great honor to be able to talk to you guys today about our kids and about our program and the great fans that we have. Um, it, it was a whirlwind, to be honest. Um, there's really—I've been an assistant for a long time, about 15 years. In the program, worked for about three different head coaches over the course of time. Really had no idea what I was getting into until I had a chance to live it. So, um.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. You know, hey, coach, we we talk a lot, and I'm a basketball guy, so I know. You know, moving over, moving over a few inches on 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 the bench is is a big deal. Uh, talk about that first year for you, and 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 when you say, "Look, I wasn't sure what I was getting into," tell tell me some of the things that that uh, you're so happy that you went through year one that you'll you have a template for year two. Is it mostly all the paperwork? <laughs>
1: yeah, there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people that want a part of my time. Um, really, it all it all started when uh, the opportunity for the job came up um I, I knew that there was going to be a, a coaching job available and my wife julie who's amazing sat down with me in december and said you know do, is this certainly you know is this something we want to commit to um we knew you know just watching the guys coach and just having to be a part of you know some amazing programs there at blair taylor that um you know, it was going to be a commitment we just sat down on kids at table we prayed about it and we said you know if we're going to commit we're, we're all in um so we we I applied you know did an interview, got the job, and uh you know right away uh one of the first things we did is I uh, went over to Jeff and Dana Ies's house and talked to talked to them about um hey th- we're gonna go through I'd, I'd like to sit down and talk about our, our program uh, and we talked about what what do we like what are our strengths and uh the list was short, you know and what are our what are our weaknesses in the program and that that list was long it took us a long time just to be really blunt and honest with each other about um what it looked like to be a part of our football program, what opportunities are outside our program, and then and then the threats, of course, of just you know alcohol, drugs, you know poor grades, those kind of things. Uh, so we sit down. It took us a, a night or two to just talk about that, and then um, Jeff, the big audio guy, so we we sat down, and we listened to a book, uh, "The Five Discontents of a Team," and and we listened to about five ten minutes of that, and it was it was us, you know, we we were. Um, we had a lack of trust on our team. We had a fear of honest conflict, healthy conflict, we commitment. We, we just weren't committed on and off the season, uh, avoidance of accountability and even attention to the results. And after that talk, book talked about, and I, I went ahead, I got the book, I read it, and out of that we made some goals. We made some goals for ourselves. We just talked about we want to be a place where our kids can trust us, we can trust each other as coaches, and that they can see that trust and so they can buy into what we're talking about. We're going to be there. We're going to be consistent with what we say and how we say it, and we're not going to change regardless of the outcome. And then finally, we just talk about keeping each other accountable through the process so that in the end, you know, who we said we were going to be, that, that's we were going to walk the walk. That's who we were going to be.
0: You know, Coach, um, I read your application for the WFCA grant, and, and much of what you just said is sort of in your narrative. You know, you describe this, and I, I was so impressed by the process the, the thought that went into all of the things that that were done after you got the head coaching job, and then the fact that it sort of paid off by making the playoffs, um, it, it just sort of it, it just made me feel like this is a really special man. This is a special program, and and you know I hope the players understand, you know that the strides that that you guys made in one short year.
1: Thank you very much. Um, I knew when I got the job that it was not about me, and it couldn't be, because um, I knew we were going to fail if it was about one guy's vision or, or one guy's purpose or goals. Um, you, your listeners got to understand where we came from. You know, in the four years previous to me being the head coach, and I was on staff during the whole thing, we were 3-33. And, 33. Oh. Um, and, and we, were, we were not close, you know, in a lot of those games. We, we were – there was a – People would ask us, guys, is there a running clock in the second quarter? Um, you know, it hurt, it hurt. We hurt for our kids. You know, there's a lot of times you go out there and you pump them up and get them ready and you talk about the things we want to accomplish and, and game after game you're like, hey, you know, we're going to get them next time, fellas. So when we talked about our season and, and the staff that I have, it's is fantastic. I've got Seth Dale, Mac Bowen, uh, Jeff Lighty, and then John Clemens. You know, we, we did not talk about wins. That was not the goal. The goal was the experience we wanted our players to have. We wanted them to enjoy being a team and, and, and enjoy, you know, the experience of being a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, and if we, you know, whether we lost or we won, um, it really wasn't what mattered. We wanted our kids to see that fellas, you know, you are a part of something that is can help you become a, a, a man that can lead your old household, a man that can go out there in the, in the workplace and you can you can succeed because of the values and the purpose that we have in our program. That's that's what we wanted.
3: We're talking to Andy Narian, He's the head football coach at Blair Taylor High School. They uh, they play in the Dairyland Conference. Andy, for, when when you're part of a staff, a high school football staff that goes three and thirty three, and that job opens up, boy, that. I'm not sure everybody would, would, would be the first guy in line putting his hand up saying, hey, I, I want to take the, the reins on this thing.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I did not jump at it right away, I'll be honest. Um, it took some work. Uh, Mr. Eddie, who had been a, a football coach there at Blair Taylor, um, in the past you know, came and told me, hey, this is available. I'm like, well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but, I, but I knew who I had to work with. You know, I knew those kids, uh, and our, our kids are, are good kids. You know, they're kids. We all make mistakes, but um, having been there and having to be their coach, I've been their teacher, I've taught there for 18 years, um, it was special to, to be a part of, of just a blip in their lives, and then hopefully they could take something from our season and go and, and tell that story. They could go tell that story and said, hey, I was a part of when things changed, and that was kind of what we built to some of our kids that hadn't come out for football before. Um, hey, You want to be a part of this, you know. You want you want to go and tell your story because it's going to be a good one, you know. And and we had kids come out for the first time that had said no to football in the past, you know. And I and I hope that they have something there that goes far beyond, you know, when they took that helmet off for the last time and said, yeah, you know, I can, I can use it, I can tell that kid to tell my kid that story when I was playing football. But yeah, we stuck with it and look what we accomplished. You can too,
0: coach. That's exactly what I said to. You know, players, uh, when I started at, at Brookfield East, it was the same same type of thing. Uh, very, very little success in football. And uh, we only had 14 seniors out my first year there. Um, yeah. But, you know, I talked it up. And, and, and those were my exact words were, hey, you're going to want to be a part of this. This is going to be special. You're going to want to be a part of this. And, uh, obviously, you got some people involved that uh, became a part of it that otherwise probably wouldn't have been.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, just our seniors. You know, I've got Adam, Tony, Cody, Mitchell, Dakota, and Josh. Um, Josh came out for the first time as a senior. You know, and just an athlete. We just couldn't get him to come out. Great baseball player. Just a great kid. Farm kid. You know, it's farm country over here on the side of the state. Um, Logan Schromach was another one. He just lived in the weight room. Uh, and I, you know, when I go there, I open it up for them and I started talking to him, talking to his dad, Justin, about things like, gosh, you're a great wrestler. You should play football. You know, he's a junior. He'd never played before. We had some other kids too. First timers come out. Uh, just, just a part of the program. It's neat, neat to see. Glad, glad they came out.
3: Hey coach, for our listeners in this neck of the woods, where is Blair Taylor?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're about halfway in between Eau Claire and Lacrosse. um, situated in trampmple county there so two two communities that co op together uh, when I was a kid back in the, the late 90s so we've been a school district for about 25 30 years
3: how how far, how far are the schools apart from each other uh, it takes about
1: 15 minutes I would say 10 15 minutes to drive from one community to the next
3: and and both communities obviously it, it do you guys co-op in other sports as well
1: absolutely we have a just a uh, some fantastic programs there are boys basketball. Team is amazing. I got Coach Storley there. He does a great job. He's my AD. He's great to work for. Um, softball, you know, so a great program there with Coach Bettina. Those basketballs, kind of, yeah, so it's the whole shebang. We do everything.
3: Boy, that's uh, that's good. Hey, can we hold you over for one more segment, Andy? Absolutely. Good. He is Andy Nary, the head football coach at Blair Taylor. They are doing some interesting things in the Dairyland Conference uh, that we're going to talk to him about. On the other side of the break, this is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Mike McGivern, alongside Tom Swiddle, our special guest. He's the, he, now the second year, right? This would be the second year head yeah, coach. Yeah, we can call him the second year head yeah, coach. Yeah, second year head coach. Well, hold on. Did they extend your contract? They better, Andy. Andy, you there? Yeah, they, they better have extended that contract. You might yep, want to you did. you might want to hire me as your agent. I, I want a three year no cut. Uh, <laughs> you have me. I'll get you some more money.
0: Well, you were also Tyloo's agent. And yeah, saw that, that didn't work out. Well. <laughs> yeah,
3: we walked away because we wanted a five year. They only offered us a three. Hey, Andy, with uh, with the Steriland conference and some of the things that Tom talked about, you know, everybody is is always right now worried about player safety. That's big in, in, in high school and youth football, and I guess any football at that matter. But, you know, Tom had talked about, uh, to me, about some of the things that, that you guys are doing as a conference um, that that's certainly designed to help with player safety. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I walked into just a great situation with a Deerland Conference head coach, as it all met and talked about the very thing that you're talking about with player safety and how do we promote the game um, because we saw our numbers going down. Um, So we partnered with USA football and Terry Donovan uh, to be able to put on a a complete conference clinic on blocking and tackling. Uh, Met in March, talked to all of them about all the logistics and fundraising associated with that. Uh, got everything ready. And then uh, we brought every conference head coach to one of our local communities. And uh, Terry went ahead and he, he taught us, hey, this is the way we want to see you block and tackle. You know, this is for the betterment of the game and the safety of your kids. Uh, trained us up in the morning, got certified, and then in the afternoon we bust in all of, our, all of our football players from every school in the conference, took this enormous team picture. They all had the same kind of T-shirt on. All the coaches were there. Um, and then trained up our kids in the afternoon and walked through the different stations. The uh, Army National Guard was there. We did some team-building things as well. Uh, and it was that one of those moments where you just saw community. Uh, Coach Bowen was right. You know, all of us compete against each other throughout the season. We were there for the sole purpose of our kids and the betterment of the game. Uh, and we let, we've walked away feeling feeling great, like hey, we can take this back to our program. Uh, we had no concussions this season. We had no injuries. If we were doing the blocking, we were doing the tackling. We had nobody injured. Uh, so the, the the testament there to what USA Football is doing. Uh, for our kids and, and how we in the conference can just continue to uh, you know, promote the game it was fantastic
0: you know coach a couple of things as you describe that one here you are trying to build a program that was three and 33 the previous three years or whatever and um, you know or four years I should say and you're walking into a situation of trying to get kids out for football with all the the negative sort of Press that that surrounds playing football these days. Um, so you overcame that, and then just the the commitment of your conference, you know, the expense of, of just busing kids in, you know that that, yeah. you know, you guys kind of put your your money where your mouth is, and and you know did something I think is just tremendous, and really is something that uh, you know other conferences in the state of Wisconsin should take a look at as as a model experience on how to promote football.
1: I I agree, Ms. especially for a first-year guy like me, just walking into um, a a ton of experience in the room once all of the head coaches sit down. Uh, Just the amount that I can learn just by listening to them talk about um, how things get done, the safety of your kids, um, how it it builds that uh, community amongst head coaches uh, was incredibly invaluable for me. Um, and, and I think it reflects not only in, on what we were able to accomplish this year, but in, in the future as well. Because we plan—that's why we applied for the safety grant and hopefully receive it. Because we—that's the way we want our kids to grow up and tackle. We want their experience to be a, a safe one.
3: Tom, when will they? Uh, when will they know? When will you come uh, go public on who's getting those grants? Uh,
0: by June 1st, coming up.
3: Yeah, yeah a couple of weeks. You know, I love doing this show for for reasons like this, Tom. We, you know what? In this neck of the woods, we would never know what what the Dairyland Conference did. And look, that's a jumping off point for some other conferences Absolutely. in this area that they should call Andy and call the people that ran this and say, "Can you talk about it?" Because again, we compete on Friday nights. But look, we want to keep player safety, you know, in in front of everybody. And let's come together as a group and a whole conference, and we'll compete once football season comes. But let's make sure that we understand that, that we want everybody to be safe and everybody to stay healthy and play right. this great game of, of football. Hey, Andy, I, I, I've got a quick question. After 3-33, and 33, how, how did the community, did they really get behind this team once you got it rolling a little bit?
1: Yeah, it was – we have great fans. Uh, just uh, marvelous people to be around. And um, a testament to that would be our, our very first game we played. Uh, we opened up at home. You know, and everybody kind of wants to come and see the new guy um and then at the end of the first quarter of that game, we played on Alaska Luther at home. We were down nineteen to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Um we'd given up two hundred yards offense. I'm the defensive coordinator. I was not feeling real good about myself <laughs> at that moment. Um My parents had come to the game, and the guy sitting next to my dad leans over, and then dad told me this story after the game. He said, "Hey, I really had hope for you know a change here. I was hoping for something." Something new, but it's just the same old Blair Taylor. Um, and, and, but we stayed true to our values. I give credit to our kids and our coaches there. Um, we didn't change. We didn't yell at them. And we didn't change the game plan. We tweaked those things. You know, and, and granted, our kids had gotten used to rolling over and dying. Um, so we we were not down 19-13 at half. We'd scored a couple touchdowns there. We we get we get the ball to in the third quarter, and Matthew Brandenburg gets a pitch, cuts it up. It's a beautiful run. You know, we take the lead, and then you can just kind of feel it. You know, you feel for your kids when, you're, you know, you're getting getting pounded, and you can feel it on the sideline that things, hey, things are going to change. We end up winning that game 27-19. It's the biggest comeback in our program's history. We've been playing football with Blair Taylor in a long time. You know, and I got to be a part of that. Our kids, more importantly, our kids got to be a part of that. You know, and then the, the feedback we got from our fans um, after that game it was cool. I was so happy for our kids to be a part of that. Oh, yeah, those, and
0: um, the locker room you know,
3: had to be unbelievable, yeah. Coach. Yeah, it
1: was it was neat. Yeah, it was neat, definitely.
0: And you and know, you're going to look back at that game, coach, as the jumping off point for your program. You know, we had a similar yeah. thing my first year at Brookfield East. We beat the conference favorite in the first conference game of the year, Sussex Hamilton. They were picked to win the league. We beat them 19 to 18 on a safety with less than a minute to go in the game. That's how we won it. You know, and you would have thought after the game that Brookfield East had won a state championship, the way the fans jumped on the field, et cetera, and they still talk about that game at Brookfield East. Cool. That's amazing. Andy, you getting free haircuts and stuff up there? (laughs) Have you paid (laughs) for a meal since the football season ended?
1: No, no, sir. No, no, I've got my day job still,
2: so.
3: Well, hey, you know what? You, again, you hire me, I'll get you free haircuts and a free lunch or something, <laughs> man. Hey, this is really good stuff, and and I congratulate you and your staff and your players, and and certainly this community of hanging in and and being fans for for your high school football team. What's uh, what's the future look like? Very quickly, you got a lot of young guys from last year coming back.
1: Yeah, we do. We had uh, we met our spring meeting there, talked to our kids. Uh, we had. Thirteen freshmen show up or eighth graders, I'm sorry, will be freshmen show up and that's a lot for us.
3: That's a big number.
0: You You're an inspiration yeah. coach. Keep it up.
3: Thank you. Andy, yeah, appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much.
3: He's Andy Nairing, the head football coach at Blair Taylor. Hey Tom, thank you so much for for putting this thing together. And uh again, the story about what they're doing at Dairyland, um, we would never heard of right. had uh down in this neck of the woods had you not uh, had you not brought that up and and, uh, again, thank you so much in the WFCA for that grand program. That's good stuff, Tom. Thank you. You bet. Uh, thanks for listening. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.